Okay, so let's get started. Today, so we're going through. Remember, the mission was discussing things that we said are in a gray area. Whether you can clear them away, it's an issue of mukta, right? You're allowed to touch certain food items to clear them out of the oitzer to make space for uh, guests or what have you, right? So we were discussing things. So things that are definitely food would be okay. Things that are definitely not food, right? Let's say rocks would certainly be a problem. But then it's all this stuff in between. So we said, um, we're right here at the top, Abaleus HaTevel, that one, not be mafa- one may not be Mafana Tevel, which is fruits and vegetables, were, or fruits that true Muslim meisters were not taken off. So the Gemara says, Pshita, of course, right? If it's, if it's Tevel, it's not, it's not chazi, it's not usable, it's not eat- edible, and therefore, uh, you know, how could, well, it's the Havamita to think, it should, of course it's going to be Muktzah. So Pshita, Letzricha B'Tevel Tevel Midrabanan, that the Tevel is Midrabanan, that it's not... It, Shazara Shane and Nakov. That it was it was came from a uh, a produce that was grown in a flower pot. It did not have a hole. So it didn't draw any Yanika from the ground. Okay, so it was a regular flower pot. And that is only Chayev Midrabana. What we're coming to say is even though um, even though this is not true, you know, bona fide Tevel, again, we said everything here is gonna be in a gray area. So it's even though it's not true Tevel. But Lamai says Tamil Rabbanan, and therefore that is why it's Usher and move it. Veloi Maiser Rishon, Sheloi Nitna Trumasai. Okay, so the Gemara again says Pshita. If you have Maiser and Truma wasn't taken from it, then it's not Chazi. Now, this is in contrast to, if you remember the case we had before, which was the Levi came Bishibailam, right? We said that there's two, that you're not Chayiv and Truma Gedaila until it's, it's Bikri, until it's uh, uh, heaped up. But he came in the if the lady came bishibaylim before it was ever chayiv and truma gedayla, and the lady went ahead and took his meiser off of that. Yes, he has to give truma's meiser, like any lady has to give truma from his meiser, but he doesn't have to go back and give the truma gedayla. So this is the flip side of that case. Right, first we're treating this as just a regular. It was chayiv and truma gedayla. You didn't take it. You took meiser. Of course, of course. It's not chazi. You didn't have truma taken off. So leitzricha shekdimu bikri that you you came before the kri, right? And we're talking about that it was after it was igdon, right? It was already piled up, so it's already past the point in which it's chayev in truma gedayla. So mahu detema. So what's the havamina? Mahu detema kedamale rapapal abaya. If you remember, rapapa said to abaya, "Why is it only hikdimu bishibayla? Maybe even hikdimu bikri." To which he responded, "Right, kamash malan kedashani le abaya." Abaya said, "No, that there's a difference of igdan alay igdan, and that's where the chiv starts, and that's why um, that's why there is one case of where trumagadola isn't taken that it's going to be." Uh, chazi, it's going to be muttered to, to be eaten because the levy has no chiv to go back and give truma gedela. And there's another case, depending on how late in the process the levy came, where it was already chayiv. And then veloyes meiser sheni. So these are again all the flip cases of the gray ones we had before. This is too far over the line, right? So the veloyes meiser sheni she niftu, right? That meiser sheni that was not redeemed, you can't remove because it will be an iser, right? It's still going to be mukta. So the Gemara says, Pshita, of course, if it's Meisr Shani that was not redeemed is, is, is not chazi. You can not let eat it until it's redeemed. So what's the, what's the chedesh here? The Gemara says, tricha, de niftu niftu that You did it, but you didn't do it properly. What is that? Uh, okay. And then Meisr, so how would that manifest itself? What is considered an improper pinion? 
Meiser shepado agave simon. That for Meiser you were paid it. Meiser sheni you paid it onto an asimon. It's like a blank coin. Okay, like it doesn't have it's, coins normally have a form, right? So it doesn't have any form on it. There's no uh, no picture. Okay, there's no tsura. Uh, so the Rachmana Amar Vitzarta Hakesef Biyadcha. The pasuk by Meiser sheni says Vitzarta Hakesef. And what is Davar Sheyesh by Tzura? If it has a picture, it has a form, then it's considered a coin. Then it's, it's a coin that you could be paid to Meister Shani. But if it's an Asimah, if it's a blank coin, does not have a form on it, then it's not Chazi to be paid to Meister Shani. What we're saying is that it's really not Chazi. Don't think it's just like not ideal. That no, it's not going to be considered Nifta. And then what's the case of Hektish? Right? Because the Mishnah the mission was saying both. What is Hektish? What, what's the case of... Uh, uh, hektish that's not properly paida. Hektish shechilu agabe karka that you merchal it on karka, right? You would try to exchange it for 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 um, karka as opposed to v'drachmana amar v'nasan akesef akamlei that you could only it's only money that when you go to be paida hektish it's only money you can only use money you can't use karka if somebody used karka you might think that if I use karka it's good enough. Because the Maisa was paid there, the Gemara says no, that that is going to be Asr, it's not Chazi. Veloyas Haluf. So now we're discussing basically the Mishnah said Veloyas Haluf, right, which was some sort of bean, beans. And the point was, we said She'enoi Roy, okay, that She'enoi Roy Chai Afidul Behema. That Luf are not even Chazi for Behema, and therefore it's going to be Mukta. Okay, you can't take it out. There, huh? Well, and then we said Velayas Haluf, and then we said Velayas Hachardel, that was the mustard seed. Rav Shimon Begamliel, Mater Beluf, Mibneshu Michael Irvin. Yeah. So he said that he was allowed, right? So we said that it's, it's, it's only for one specific uh, type of animal. So Tan Rabbanon, Metalton is Hachatzav, so that's some sort of grain or something, Mibneshu Michael Litzviim. So the point is that is Chazi Litzviim, that is a Michael Behema, and therefore you could take it out. Ves Hachardel, Mibneshu Michael Yun. Okay, that's what the Tanakhama holds. Or Shemeng Gamliel, Aymar Af Metalton Shivrei Zechuches Bibnei Shehu Meichel Le Animiyos. That you could even take out broken glass because ostriches. Okay, it's chazi for an ostrich. They eat broken glass. Amar Le Rav Nosan Al Meata Chavilei Zmurais. So if so, then vines. Yitaltul Bibnei Shehu Meichel Lepilin. That is elephant eats elephants eat like I don't know bamboo shoots or something, right? So that's. So you should be able to take that out as well. So the Gemara says, Okay, so the question is, right, the um, Rabbi Nassim wants is trying to understand why did, why did Rabbi Shimon Gamliel come only to say that they've broken glass because it's chazi for the ostriches. What about these chaviliz murais, these vines or bamboo shoots or something that, uh, an, that an elephant could eat? So Amar Ambeimar, he says it depends. So Amemar says that the, you know when glass is okay? You can only take out glass if you have ostriches to feed it to, then you can. But if you don't, then you can't. Uh, Ravashi does not like that. That which Rav Nelson came back and said that you should be able to take out the, you know, these shoots for an animal. For, for, for an elephant, if he has an elephant, then of course it's going to be roi for him. So, and therefore, what we see, we see that it means roi, that 
uh, Rav Shimon is holds that anyone can take out glass because it's right for ostriches. Ostriches are, I guess, in those days were, uh, you know, they would have them as pets. They were somewhat matzoi, as opposed to an elephant that nobody had. Amar Abaya. So what do we see? So basically we see here, we see another example, at least the way it's machlekes um, between Ravashi and Amemar, but at least according to the Ravashi explains it, that it's a din in Roy, right? And, but what do we see Roshim Gamaliel holds? That if it, if, it is, if it is usable in any form for a percentage of the population, right? For, it's, it's Roy, it's Chazi, okay? Like he said in the Mishnah, Chazi Arvin, he's going to hold that it is considered um, you know, is considered something that you can take. It is right. So what do we see? Amar Abayah, Rav Shimon Gamliel, Rav Shimon, Rav Yishmael, Rav Akiva, Kulu Svirulu, Kol Yisrael B'nei Malachim Heim. Okay, that this is a concept of Kol Yisrael B'nei Malachim. If you remember, and we're going to bring it again here, that the point is that you, we don't create classes, right? It's either, you know, there's no different classes. Well, for rich people, they could use it on Shabbos. Poor people can't use it because only rich people would use No, either, it doesn't matter. It's either, we have to decide. Everything has to be in a category. It, it needs to be, um, you know, uh, it needs to work for everybody. So if it's something that is causing for a percentage of the population, then it'll be good for everybody. And um, if it's not, if it's not, if it doesn't reach the bar, the threshold, like the, like the elephant, then, if, then it's not, Khalilah's murus are not going to be good. And it shouldn't matter that it's only chazi um, for a limited amount of people. Like we said, in regards to the, right, mustard seeds, that he says, um, that he says, since it's chazi for, the, for, for Arvin, for the ravens, okay, therefore, um, it, it's, it, he holds his mutter to remove it from a, uh, a storage room on Shabbos, right? And it doesn't matter even, right? And what do we explain? Rashi explained on the Mishnah, just to be clear, that ravens are, that was uh, an animal that was uh, exclusively for the rich, right? Poor people didn't have ravens. So we see that's, again, a, a concept of kol Yisrael b'nei malachim, that once we allow it for some, we're going to allow it for, for all. Rav Shimon, and we're going to bring the other examples. Rav Shimon, where does Rav Shimon say that? Did Tanan. B'nei Malachim, that, uh, right, royal, the royals, Sachen al Gabi Makoseim Shemet Vera. They would use this special rose oil. Shekin Darkon Shabbat Malachim Lasuch Bechol, because, so we said, right, we were discussing there in regards to different um, refuos. Yeah, we had it. We had it a few months ago. Yeah. Um, um, a few weeks ago. So, right, that we had certain, um, certain things from, from medicine. And we were basically saying that it has to be, the Tadakama held it has to be Roy for everybody. It has to be, you know, universally accepted in common medicine. And Rav Shimon held it, no, that even if it's for Ben it's too expensive. And there, I'm sorry, right? We were saying, uh, what was going on over there? We were saying that things that are used in normal course, and they're not used for medical purposes. So we said you could use regular oil. It's a moisturizer. And then, right, but it sounded, and then Rosh Hashanah said you could eat, Shevin, the Tanakhama said Shevin Vered, but rose oil, because it's very expensive, people wouldn't use it, and it's like at pharma, it's, it's pharmaceutical pricing, right? So people wouldn't use that for moisturizer. It would only be used as a medicine, and that you couldn't use on Shabbos, because it's as a medicine, to which Rosh Hashanah said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rosh Shimon said that no, that since the wealthy people, the royals, used to use it even during the week to moisturize, right, even Bechol, so they can use it on Shabbos to moisturize. Okay, we're not going to consider it um, for medical use. Rishmal, what's Rishmal Rabbi Kiva? What's that case? The Tanya, mana. Let's say there was a claim against a guy for a thousand, you know, thousand dollars. The lavish itzva. He doesn't have any money left. The lavish itzva bas kof mana, and he's wearing a coat that's worth a hundred. 
right? So what's the, po- the point is the guy's bankrupt, except he has this very, very expensive coat. So now we know when, when, we, when we're gonna collect the money from the guy, we make him sell stuff. There's certain possessions, certain articles that you're not allowed to take. One of them is coat, right? He's got, you gotta give him his coat. Now the question is, what happens is his coat's worth a lot of money, right? He doesn't need such an expensive coat. Do we say, do you buy him a cheaper coat? Right, tell him to exchange it in for a cheaper coat and take the money and pay back the claim. So, we go find them the right, you know, hey, you're, you're a bankrupt guy, you know, your coach will cost $10, not, not $5,000. Okay, Rabbi Kiva, Tanah Mishra Rabbi Shmuel, but Tanah Mishra Rabbi Kiva, call Yisrael Rabbi Ulai, I say it's the law. That no, that it's a code, is a code, is a code. It doesn't matter how expensive of a code it is. Um, that we don't create classes of people, and therefore, for the rich guy, we will let him keep, keep his coat after he loses everything. So too, um, you know, for the for the poor guy. Chavile cash. So now we're going back to um, in the Mishnah. We said that bundles of cash, the chavile eitzim, the chavile zradin. Right. So these are bundles of uh, a straw, of wood, and uh, some other uh, animal food. So if you set these aside for food, for animal food, then you can metaltal it. That's these three things. Then, so then it's animal food, and you're allowed to take it. It's chazi because you're allowed to feed your animals on Shabbos Yantiv. And if you didn't set these things aside, even though they could theoretically be used for animal food, you didn't set them aside, you can't. Okay, he says that no, it, it doesn't matter that the bar is not to decide whether it is, is right or not, is not whether it is used as animal food, but rather it is It depends on how, um, you know, how large it is. If you could take it with one hand, if it's a bundle that you could lift with one hand, then we'll say that it's chazi, it's not going to be mukta. But if it requires you to use both hands, then we'll say it's going to be mukta. Okay, seya ezaiv vikuraniyais, and we'll have to see what these things are. Hechnisan le'etzin, if again, you brought them into storage as a wood, so then so, sorry, you brought it in for wood, even though it's theoretically edible by an animal, you, uh, it's not going to be considered, um, it's, not, it's not going to be considered roi. Okay, however, if you brought it in for Michael behema, stop giving him a Shabbos, then you can use it on Shabbos. It's not going to be mukta. The koitim, now these, these um, seya, ezoib, and kurnis, so these had some sort of food inside of it. So, it, meaning it was like a, a stick, it was like wood. But if you crack it open, then there's some sort of seed or something that's edible inside of it. So, what we're saying is that, right, so it could, it could go either way. It could be firewood because it's wood, or it could be Michael Baema. If you crack it open, you feed it to your animal, then there's food in there. So, now, how does one eat it? The kaitim biyad ve'oichel. We have a machlekis here, right? We say you could break it and, and eat it. However, what you can't do is you can't crack it with a cleat. You can't use uh, you know, a kli to crack this wood open. That is considered uh, uh, too much. Rashi says toichen. So it's a toichen issue. You can, so now let's say, I guess there were parts of it, um, the seed must have had like an outer shell that's uh, like a soft shell. So what we're saying is, let's say you have like, uh, you know like that shell around the peanuts? So you have the, the shell and then you have like that red thing, right? So we, the Lashon of Moel is like you rub it 
And that, that seed comes away. So there are other fruits and vegetables that have, or other vegetables that have that similar type of idea. And what we're saying is that uh, that you can uh, kind of rub it with your fingers, right, to remove that outer seed, uh, shell. But you can't put a lot of them into like a commercial de-sheller, right? A, uh, some sort of machine that would remove all the shells, some sort of clee. They remove all the shells, you can't put them, or maybe you put them into a pot and you shake it really hard. The point is you can't do it in large batches. You have to do each one individually and you, and you, you uh, rub it with your hands. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. That you can't even, that you could only use your Roy Shetzbeisav, you just use the tips of your fingers. Okay, you can't, you can't even biyad, so not just the kli that it's going to be us or the shell, he's going to be more after you say even biyad, you can't, uh, you can't remove the shells um, if you're doing a lot of them at a time. You can only do them individually to eat. Right, that you can't do. V'chein, amisa, so too by this uh, stuff called amisa and pegum. Okay, these are all different types of uh, plants. V'chein, b'sharmine, tavlin, other spices. Okay, my amisa. So what is this amisa? Ninya, that's actually mint. Seya, Amarabi Yehuda, is sasri. That is, I have written in here, penny, uh, penny royal. Okay, some other type of plant. Azoiv, what's azoiv? That's a barta. Okay, that's a, um, right, like a hadasim, right? I think, or something. No, some sort of spice. Either way, okay. Um, cornis, cornisa, shema. I think I'm happy you say that cornisa is cornisa. cornisa that he said who wants cornisa and it was chashi. So how could you say that cornisa is cornis? Ella say that you have to say is sisri that sia is is mint. Ezav is abarta and cornisa must be chashi and not cornis. Okay, but the point is um, what we brought this down for was um, coming off of chavile kash. Right, we had a machlekes here. Um, we said uh, <coughs> between Tanakhama and Shimon Gamliel whether it depends if it depends if they were set aside for Michael Behema or not. If that is the deciding factor on whether it's going to be mutter, and Rav Gamliel argues on that, and he says that no, even if it's not chazil Michael Behema, it's going to be able to be. Uh, it's not going to be mukta if it's chaz, if it's if it's taken with one hand, right? It's one hand, two hands. If it's two hands, then it's too much. Uh, then it's going to be muktzah. It's going to be too much tircha. It's going to be muktzah. Okay, so itmar, basar maliach. Let's say you have salted meat, muter l'taltal b'shabes. That you're allowed to. That you're allowed to uh, be metaltal, right? It's not going to be muktzah. So salted meat is chazi for a person. Okay, basar tafel raw meat, which is not. People don't eat raw meat. Okay, at least they didn't have carpaccio in those days. People don't eat raw meat. So Rav Huna Amar Motel Tatla, Rav Amar Asl Tatla. We now have a machlekes whether raw meat is mutter or asr to take. To take. Now the point is, raw meat is chazi for animals. So animals will definitely eat it. And the question is, right? If I have raw meat, the ikker the purpose of meat, at least the way um, <coughs> the ikker purpose of meat is. The ikar purpose of meat is, uh, I'm, I'm really, I meant it, had in mind to feed it for myself, right? I'm having a barbecue on Sunday. Now the question is, I have raw meat sitting in the fridge on Shabbos, right? Am I allowed to take that raw meat? Is, is that muksa to me? Because it's not chazi for a person, right? My, my raw hamburger meat, it's chazi for the dog, but not chazi for me. It was set aside for me, 
So now what is the status of this? So we hear we have between Rav Huna and Rav Chista. Rav Huna, Amar Mutal Taltal. Rav Huna says it's Mutter. Really? Baha, Rav Huna, Talmud, the Rav Hava. Rav Huna was a Talmud of Rav, and like we've seen before, Rav to Rav Yehuda, Svirolei. Rav holds like Rav Yehuda, the Islam Mukta. So very interesting what we're going to say here. The Mukta, right? So how could Rav Huna say that the raw meat is Mutter to be Metaltal on Shabbos, that it's not going to be Mukta? I, it should be Mukta, it's not Chazi for you, right? And Rav, Rav Huna holds like Rav Yehuda. Well, Rav Huna holds like Rav, and Rav holds like Rav Yehuda. So the Gemara says, You're right, it's Mukta to eat. It's not Chazi for you, and therefore it's Mukta to eat, right? The hamburger meat sitting for your uh, Sunday barbecue that's on Shabbos, that is, um, that's considered Mukta to eat. But Mukta letaltel, but in regards to moving it, in regards to carrying it, then it's not muktza. He only held it was a, it was muktza to eat and to eat and to you know to, to eat his food. Rav Chista Amar. Rav Chista says aser letaltoi. Rav Chista holds that it's aser to metaltel this meat. So you have hamburger meat sitting in the fridge on Shabbos. It's aser. Vahar Rav Yitzchak Bar Ami Ikol Lebe Rav Chista Vechaza Hu Bar Abza. I rev, right, rev chitz, that this Rav Yitzchak Ami went to Rav Chista's house. So we said Rav Chista holds that raw meat, because it's not chazi, right? Understandably, it's not chazi for a person. I'm not going to eat raw meat on Shabbos. He holds it's usher to be metalto. It's going to be mokta. So I, what do you mean? These, these uh, Rav Yitzchak Ami went to his house and he moved, he saw Rav Chista move the Bar Abza's duck meat from the from the sun to the shade, right, to protect it. So we see it's not mukta. Because if it was mukta, how could he, how could he move this duck meat? So Rav Chista said, you know why I'm allowed to move it? Because I'm going to, right, it's a kiss. It's going to, the sun's going to ruin. It's going to be masriach. It's going to spoil this uh, duck. So the Gemara answers, Shani bar avza de chazi lo umza. That bar avza, that raw duck was umza. And umtza, that is Michael Adam. And, and, and so when we said meat can't be, can be eaten raw or people don't eat it raw, that's talking about meat. But when it comes to duck, people did in those days eat it raw. And therefore, it's chazila Adam. Since it's chazila Adam, he can, even Rav Chisto holds that raw meat um, is asri matatal. He would say if it's chazila Adam, then, then of course you can't move it. Okay? So we have umtza, meat. That, since people ate it raw, everybody's going to agree you're allowed to move it. We have raw, regular meat, raw hamburger meat. That's a machlekes between Rav Chista and Rav Huna. And now we're going to create a third category. Let's say you have salted fish. Again, that people eat uh, salted fish. If you have raw fish, that even a dog doesn't eat. And therefore, no one's going to argue. Everybody holds that that's usser to, uh, that, that, and that's us, that's mukta, okay? Because nobody, it's not chazi even for uh, a dog. Basar, bein tafel, bein maliach, so, and if it comes to, when it comes to meat, bein tafel, bein maliach, we're going like Rav Huna, who held that it was mutta bein that's what this memra is being taught like. Tan Rabbanan. Metaltalin es ha'atzamais, mipnei So we say that if something is, uh, so that was roi for, so that was never going to be, I, the, the way at least some Rishonim learned the case before, right? We discussed, let's say, hamburger meat. So the question is, 
it's something that's set aside for me to eat. On Shabbos, can I, can, if I take, let's say I had meat that was exclusively for the dog. It was never meant for me. Nevela, right? So then it would be fine, right? Because even though it's raw meat, it was, it was always intended for the dog. And therefore, when I, I, I'm, then it's not going to be muktza because it's animal food. So the right, we were only discussing meat that's really meant for you. That's chazi for a person. Can you change the status of it in the middle of Shabbos midstream and say, oh, I, well, because I could feed it to my animal, therefore it's going to be muktza. Uh, therefore, it's not going to be muktza, right? That's what we were arguing about. But bones that is actually dog food, okay? And that's why you could be metalzlit basar tafuach. This is tafuach, which is uh, spoiled meat. So spoiled meat, again, was never chazi for the person. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat spoiled meat. So that is, we're saying it's not going to be muktza because a chaya will eat it. Mayim megulin, uncovered water. Again, it's not going to be muktza. Okay, that uh, since, as Rashi explains this, that what's the concern with uncovered water? That a snake might have dropped venom into there and it's dangerous for a person to drink. But since cats eat snakes, so anyways, their bloodstream is immune to the poison of a snake. And therefore, even if I have spoiled water, right? It's sitting here, I have water that sat out overnight, right? That uh, we're afraid has, a, has a, a, a venom in it. That since it's roy for a cat, a cat could drink it. Therefore, it's not going to be muktzah. Rishim Galil argues, he says that, no, you're not allowed to keep it around anyways, uh, right? You're not allowed to keep it around, and therefore, um, it, since the, the, it's, it's, uh, it's destined for the garbage dump, right? It's supposed to be spilled out, so therefore it's going to be mukta. Okay, zok the next Mishnah. So let's say you have a bunch of uh, uh, little uh, baby chicks, right? They can't yet fly, so they want to get into the, the, you know, the, the coop. The bird, you know, the birdhouse. So what you do is you take a basket, you turn it upside down, and then they could hop on top of the, the basket. And what we're saying is that you are able to do that, even though, right, even though, what do we normally say? That you're not allowed to be mavato kli mehechanoi, right? You're now taking this, this basket, and you're taking a perfectly good basket that's right on Shabbos, and you're making it into a stoop. And there are those that explain, the Rashba explains that because the only problem with mavato kli mehechanoi is when you're doing it for a long period of time when it's permanent. But here, it's just for a second, just so that the bird can get up, so it's not really called so that the, animal, that the birds can go up and down. Okay, if you have a chicken that escaped, you push the chicken. So let's say the chicken got out of the, you know, the, the chicken got out of the, uh, the farm, and now it's walking along the road, you can go chase after it, and you can push it. Okay? But, Okay, but what you can't do is you can't grab it. That's the point here. Okay, however, one can grab um, calves and colts. That you can grab, like grandmother neck or whatever the humans, or, or isha midadas bina. Right, that you can grab them and walk them along. Chickens, you're not able to grab. You can just push. You can't grab it. So there's a difference between pushing and grabbing. When are you allowed to grab? When can a mother grab her son to bring her back inside the house? That the child has to at least be able to walk, right? It just doesn't want to go. So you grab him by the neck or you grab him by the ear and he starts walking, right? But but if it's a child doesn't know how to walk, he's not going to put one foot in front of the other and your mom is dragging, that's going to be us. So now, 
Behema, so we're, now we're going to talk about the, the first part of Mavato Klimei that we said you are able to turn over a basket to use as a step for these uh, baby chicks that can't fly. If an animal fell into a pond of water, maybe you could bring pillows for the animal to lift the animal up. So you dump a bunch of pillows in, right? And then the animal will step on them and then be able, they'll have enough, uh, you know, height to get out. Okay, Vim also, also, and if it goes up, it goes up. What do you mean, Behema? We have a West Kasha from a Bryce, Behema, if the animal falls into a bit, uh, a pit, right, a water well, then you're not allowed to help it get up. You just have to give it food while it's in there. And you just, you know, you, you make sure it has what to eat so it doesn't die, but you're not allowed to help it out. So we see that all you're allowed to do for an animal that falls into a water pit is make sure that it doesn't die of starvation, but you're not allowed to help it get out. So the Gemara says, like Kasha, it depends. If Parnassus is going to be good enough, okay, then yeah, you, if you could do it and the animal won't die, that's fine. But if it's sitting, if it's, if it's more dangerous than that, it needs to get out there, it's going to drown, right? So then uh, Parnassus is not going to help. Okay, so the Parnassus in the and if it's not possible to keep the animal alive while it's in, stuck in this pit, maybe Okay, so here, you're taking the pillows, the blankets, right? And you are being right? They were a right to be used. Obviously, if the animal can't get up or you can't get the animal up, that means, uh, or the animal can't get up, that means you're not getting, you're not retrieving these on Shabbos, okay? So you're being you're now, you're not putting a bunch of pillows and, and blankets into the pit and it can no longer be used on Shabbos. So, Savar, ready for this? That's only an Issa Durabanon. And therefore, when we said that you're allowed to bring karm and ksasais, the pillows and blankets for the uh, cow, we meant that it was not, um, it, it was only, it was, it, it was a tsar balechayim issue, a daraisa issue. Okay, Tanagala Shebarcha. We said that if a chicken uh, escapes, we said that you can, um, you can push the animal back into the pen. Okay, but you can't grab it and drag it back in. You can only push it back in. My time, Aloy. Why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're saying you are allowed to uh, grab a behemachai and oif in the chatzar. But not a tanagalas. So again, we're talking about in the chatzar here. It's a muktzah issue, not a haitzah issue right now. Tarnagodas, my time alloy. I so you want Nelimar wants to understand what is the difference why we said an animal, you know, colt, yes, you can grab it and drag it, even in the chutzar, into the pen. But uh, a Tarnagodas, no. So that a Tarnagodas is constantly jumping, it'll lift itself up. And since these things are mukta, you can only push it, you're not allowed to lift it up. The Isra of Mukta is to carry, right? To, to pick something up and you can't pick it up, but if you grab it, it'll jump on its own, and then it turns out if you grab something and it jumps, then you're picking it up, then you're lifting it. As opposed to uh, the eglah, right, the calf and the colt, those, even if you grab it by its neck, those are not jumping up. So even though you grab it, you can grab it and drag it, it's not considered lifting, and if it's not lifting, then it's not going to be mukta issue. So now, Tani Now, even in Rosh Hashanah, you're not able to, okay, because... 
on the off chance, right, let's say worst case, it somehow lifts itself up, that's going to be really bad. Now your mom is carrying a Rishas Harabim. So in the Chatzar, yes, you could do it because normally these, these, a chicken will normally lift itself up. That's why you can't, you, can't, you can't grab a chicken. But the other animals you can grab, they don't normally lift themselves up. But you can't do it in Rishas Harabim because on the off chance they do, now, you're, now it's a real Daraisa issue, right? Um, however, a woman can grab her son because even if she ends up lifting up her son, what's the din? So your worst case, so it's not considered that she's carrying it anyways. So so we basically have created three categories. We created chicken, which we said even in the chatzar, she can't grab because the chicken is it's shchiach, that it'll lift itself, it'll jump, right? And the chip, they're very jumpy. It'll jump, so you're now lifting mukta. The other animals in the chatzar from mukta issue, where it's, they're not shchiach to lift themselves up, then we said that you're allowed to grab it. Okay, you don't have to, the chicken you're only allowed to push. You're allowed to grab these animals, but not Rosh Hashanah because on the off chance it lifts itself up, it's the Raisa. And then the third category is the Bana, the child, where even in Rosh Hashanah, if she grabs it and the animal ends, and, and the child uh, ends up, uh, she ends up lifting the child, right? The child jumps and then she ends up lifting the child. Since we hold Chainai, say it's Atzma, it's never going to be the Raisa anyway. So it's a. Chainai, say it's we have another bracelet that says that you can't lift it. You lift up a chay enough in the chatzar. So the Gemara says hagufa kasha. Right? It seems like there's two different. The first bracelet says amrit in eikrin that you can't pick up lechachila. It's eikrin is like pick up, but you can grab. Okay, and then hader amrin deichin in madin loy. Then we said that you can't even grab, you can only push. Okay? So the Gemara says, The Seifa was talking about a Tarnagoylis. The one that said that Doichin uh, in and Madadin Loi, that was a chicken. Again, like we explained, that a chicken you can only push, you can't even grab. By the way, since we see that chickens are jumpy, Someone who goes to shecht a tarnagalus, make sure as a chicken standing there on the ground, you're going to go shecht that chicken, make sure that you press the chicken's foot into the ground very tight so that it doesn't jump up. Or or lift it up entirely off the ground. What you don't want to do is create a situation where the chicken can jump. It'll plant its foot in the ground, right? If it's loose. It's just walking a plant from the ground, the le simanim, and it'll be uh acre the simanim and it'll mess up your shita. Okay, Zakta Mishnah, you cannot birth an animal on Yantif, Aval Masadin, but you can support. You can birth, right? So a, you're allowed to help a woman give birth, right? To pull. So Melidin means when we say birth, it means pull the fetus out. So of an animal, you're not allowed to pull the fetus out, but you can help. We'll see what help means. By a woman, you can reach in and pull the baby out. You can call her a midwife to come. You can call Shabbos for a woman giving birth. You can tie the umbilical cord. Not only can you tie it, you can even cut it. You can do all That's the preview to the next pair of Ramilas at the Mila. So Zakta Gamara. So we said for an animal, you can't birth the animal, meaning you can't reach into the animal and pull the fetus out on Shabbos, but you can help. So 
Ketzan Misadin. What does Misadin mean? What does it mean? Help Rabbi It means you can catch the baby. When the baby's falling out, you can catch it, but you can't reach in and grab the baby. The, you know, the, the baby animal, the calf, or whatever. That you can go even further, you could push the, the animal, the mother animal's stomach to get the Vlad out. We see like Rabbi Yehuda that you can catch the, uh, you know, foal, the baby animal. Okay. Right? We see in the Brisa that it says you can catch the Vlad, you hold on to the Vlad so it doesn't fall to the ground. Now, this Bryce also discusses other things you could do. You could breathe into its nose so that it breathes. That if the animal doesn't know how to lactate, so the, the, the baby animal doesn't know how to lactate, so you can help it uh, right, find um, how to nurse from its mother. That we used to be marachim, right? What does that mean? What does being marachim mean? Cause the mother to like their child. So what is it? Hey, what do you do? I'm going maybe bull shall Sounds painful. They would bring a, uh, a kernel of salt. write an amount of salt. And they would put it right in the rechem. So that obviously was an area that she just gave birth, right? So that's very raw, okay? It's, it's bloody. Okay, you put the salt in there, that's going to be painful. And she'll remember, oh boy, yeah, that hurts. That's, that came from my baby that just came out of me. Oh, that's my baby. And she will have Rachmanas on the baby. That another way to get the mother's tricks to get the mother animal closer to its child, that they would take the uh, a juice from the shilyas, the, pl- the uh, placenta, that they would sprinkle it on the Vlad, on the child. So then the mother would smell it and then have Rachmanas on the child. Now they would only do this for Tahar animals. The Tahar means kosher animals. But non-kosher animals they wouldn't do this for. I'm sorry. That they don't push their young away. They're just naturally inclined. And if they were to, if it got to that point where they, they um, really, like, it, like the, the mother didn't want anything to do with the child, then it's not going to help. And doing these tricks aren't going to help. It's not going to help the uh, mother field Rachmanus for the child. Okay, one more. We said, however, a woman, we are able to birth her, right? What does that mean? We could reach in and grab the baby. Right? So it says that you can birth the baby. You can call a midwife in to help. And you can be machal Shabbos for a woman who's giving birth. That's what the Mishnah said. So now, what are we coming to include? What are we saying? It doesn't just mean that you could help with the birthing process because those were also Machal Shabbos, right? All these things are Machal Shabbos. So what are we saying? What we're saying is that that if the uh, mother who's giving birth needs a candle, she needs light, then you can turn on the lights for her. And if she needs oil, that her friend can bring her Shemen Shemen in the hand, right? Let's say she can't get enough Shemen in her hand, maybe Bissara, she could bring it in her hair, right? Which we're now understanding that what that means is she dunks her friend, is going to get oil for the baby giving, for the lady giving birth, she can dunk her hair in oil 
and carry the oil that way because it could hold a lot more than what you could hand in the palm, what you can carry in the palm of her hand. And if she's not able, if there's not enough oil in her hair, right? If she can't dip her hair in oil and get enough oil to satisfy the mother, then she could bring it in a kli. So now, we're going back to just understand these quickly. If she needs light, her friend can light her for her. Of course, she needs light. She's in the Pekuach Nefesh. And if she needs light, of course you could do it. So the more answers like Tzricha Bisuma, the mother is blind, so the light's not for her. Okay, Mao the Tema Kiva Delechazia Aser. Since the mother can't see anyway, she's blind, so you can't turn on a light for her. No, Kamash Malon Isuvi Misvadaita. That it's still going to make her feel good. She can ask to turn on the light. Why? Smara Iikamidi Chazia Chaverta Ba'Avdali. Right? Let's say her friend is helping her. So she, the mother, the, the mother giving birth can say, I want you to turn on the light even though I can't use it because I want you to be able to notice if there's something that's wrong and you could fix it then. So since it's, now, even if the chaverta doesn't need it, the friend doesn't need it, what we're saying is between miyashiv the das, that's the chil we're allowing, is between miyashiv the das of the mother giving birth, even though it's not relevant for her, right? She's in a matzah where she's giving birth. She's not thinking rationally, but that's what she wants. So we're going we're gonna to go along with that as well. And one final thing we said that if she needs oil, you could bring it. Okay, so we said that first you should try to bring it in the palm of your hand. And then, right, if not, then you could, she could dunk her hair in oil. So how could she get the oil out of her hair? So she comes, she brings the oil. She has the oil in her hair. How is she going to get the oil out? It's schita. So that there's no such thing as schita when it comes to hair. Ravashi Yamar, Afilutemi Yeshkita Baser, what does it mean? Maybe Allah be be bikli derach sara. That when we said that she could bring it in her hair, we didn't mean that we didn't mean that she could dunk her hair in the oil and then uh, you know uh, squeeze it out. What we meant was that she can carry the point is she should be doing, even though she's doing a malacha. For, the, for this person giving birth, she should always do it with a shinoi. And what we meant the hair, with the hair is that she should take a cup and, and you know, wrap it in her hair so she's not carrying it beyond. Okay, the common however much shinoi you can make, you can make. Now, if, let's say, the amount of oil she needed wouldn't even fit in a kli that's in her hair, then what we say is then she can bring a regular kli that she carries.